0: Hello and welcome to another brand new edition of the Current Account Podcast. I'm Hamsini Karthik, your host for today and joining me is Karthik Srinivasan, who heads the financial services practice at Ikra Rating. Karthik and I are here to talk about a topic that touches our wallet and thankfully, it's something that lets us feel happy about having put all the hard work through the year. It's about deposits. And Kartik tells us that we can continue to have the optimism that rates will peak up. It's not going to change so much because the RBI decided to pause the repo hike. And it doesn't change so much because the liquidity in the system is a little better than what we thought it would be earlier. Join in here. Welcome to the podcast, Kartik. We were of the pretext that the current fiscal FY24 will be a very favorable one for depositors. Because a lot of the deposits, three-year-old, four-year-old, which are up for maturity, we would see them reprice this fiscal. How would that stance sort of change now with the RBI taking a pause? Does that mean that so much of transmission on deposits that was meant to happen would also be a lot more calibrated than otherwise?
1: Calendar year 2023 or, or FY 2024, whichever way you look at it, would, would continue to be a year for depositors. You know you, okay. you need to look at it from a perspective that deposit rates have gone up quite sharply over the last one and a half years. Earlier, it was only some of the, the smaller banks which were offering 7% or 7% plus. Today, most of the large banks also offer 7% in certain time buckets you have higher rates for senior citizens it's, it's possibly 8% or mm, above mm, so you're mm. getting a fairly good interest rate as far as depositors are concerned and, mm. and this is certainly above the the projected inflation levels mm. just because rbi has paused you know uh, the the policy action in the in, in the last april policy does not mean that the the rates are going to come down in a jiffy possibly one could have Hoped that there would be another 25-30 basis point high. Uh, may or may not happen, depending on how the the year plays out. Otherwise, uh, you know, the current interest rates it is fairly attractive, so should should be a good year for depositors or or savers. If I was to just sort of you know use sure. a general term over there.
0: Right. But Kartik, the way we understand it is that deposits or the need for deposits is also a function of. What is the system liquidity in place? Uh, We've seen the uh, regulator pitch in whenever there is a need for liquidity. Uh, In fact, the recent commentary from the regulator itself was that uh, we are not in a liquidity deficit situation as envisaged six, six, eight months back. We are in a liquidity surplus position, much better position compared to where we thought we would be. How does that also sort of play in the entire narrative? Okay, you
1: need to look at certain things in perspective because there are a lot of things which are, are intertwined over here. If I was to just put it simply, liquidity one can say for, for a layman is a function of you know how much money is, is available or how much... It's basically a difference between the, the credit and the demand, to put it very simply. In FY23, the banking system credit grew very sharply. I think in, in absolute terms, it, it grew by about 18.5 lakh crores. Deposit growth was, was much lower in the vicinity of about 15-16 lakh crores. But last year, banks uh, sort of dipped into the, the surplus Eight. liquidity which they had the excess SLR and, and made a difference. Our Eight. own estimate, credit growth, while it will be lower than last year, it will still remain fairly high. Our estimate as of now still stands at about 15-16 lakh odd crore of credit dispersals by banks in FY24. Oh. Whereas deposit mobilization would, would again largely be in that similar range of 15 16 lakh crore. If you knock out, you know, from, from a bank's point of view, if you knock out the, the CRR SLR requirement, you would still have a scenario where, you know, deposits would be uh, lower than credit. So, in, in that context, there will always be a, a bias, an upward bias on interest rates as far as, uh, you know, depositors and possibly also borrowers are concerned liquidity position has come down from what it was a year, year and a half back. If you would recollect about a year yes. back, the systemic liquidity was 7 or 8 lakh crores in the banking system. Now that number has significantly come down. It's yes. it to the negative in the recent past, but otherwise generally hovering around a surplus of 1 lakh crore. One so lakh. in that sense, yes. the liquidity has, has come down. Okay. But yeah, finally, how much Will the interest rates go up would be a function of how much credit actually happens in the economy. So in case banks were to grow at significantly higher pace, then given deposit is the primary source of funds for the banking system, so they would increase the deposit rates. It all will be a a function of a lot of things which, which happen. But clearly, what the way we see it is, uh, incremental credit should continue to uh, to exceed the incre- uh, incremental deposit mobilization. It'll, it'll take some time before the interest rates or the deposit rate starts coming down. Unless, of course, there, there are some other macro events which sort of necessitates uh, a downward revision. But as things dance, uh, it should, should possibly continue at these levels for, for at least a couple of quarters
0: fair enough. The outlook that you're giving now is very favorable. As a depositor, I'm, I'm I'm really liking it a lot. There's a big grin on my face. If I were to look at, you know, when I started saving 15 years or so back, rates were upwards of 9%. We had PSU banks also offer rates upwards of, you know, 8%, 8, 8.5. From there, if I compare to the rates today, there is still a lot of discrepancy so do you see that you know we as depositors we will ever get back to our historic high single digit numbers or tending to double digit numbers in terms of deposit returns at all
1: that, that could be difficult you know we yeah. are in economy it's difficult to, to compare two different time periods all said and done right. so it's, it's again deposit rates are also a function of, of how the the, uh, the other instruments which are available what is the the fiscal position what are the government measures what's the liquidity in the system so there, there are a lot many uh, moving parts out here personally I don't think we will get anytime soon into a scenario of, of a double digit deposit rates given that you know we our own expectations in terms of uh, inflation numbers, the government and the rbi is focused on managing inflation in the band of 2 to 6 rbi in its last policy reiterated uh, its stance that it it would like to get the inflation number over closer to 4 than to 6 as well so in, in that backdrop you know you are unlikely to see a, a scenario where deposit rates would be in, in in double digits but clearly you know one should start looking at these numbers within in relation to to the to the current You know, nominal uh, inflation kind of numbers. So it'll always be a decent markup over there. So to to that extent, I guess one one should be happy with with the current deposit Mm -hmm. rates. Maybe if you're lucky as a depositor, if you are lucky over the course of the year, maybe we could, you know, depending on which bank we we tend to or we want to park our deposits, which we, we may get 25, 30, 50 basis points more.
0: Okay. Okay. So hmm. you see on an average rates peak at around eight fifty, eight seventy five across all banks. Uh, I'm taking an average number here.
1: L- Largely, yes. In, in fact, today, if you look at the, the deposit rates of most banks, after two years or three years, basically the rates have become flat. You know, you, you don't have a 10-year giving at very high rates vis-à-vis one year and so on. One year deposits, yes. one to three years are in that seven, seven quarter vicinity. Most of the yes. banks even a 5 year or a 10 year are in that 770 775 kind of a, of a bracket only the, the banks are also expecting that you know the the rates would not materially go up from here to to that extent uh, one can say that you know the rates are largely peaked or maybe maybe another 25 basis points here or there or in case some bank uh, mobilizes a, a special deposit you know for okay. a particular tenor which could be Let's say in the, in the past, we've seen 555-day deposit, 30-day yes. deposit, something like that. So some yes. mid tenor one may possibly get some finer rates, but but uh. otherwise, uh, I guess this this is possibly the best that one can expect as, as a depositor, you know, as far as FY24 is concerned.
0: What also starkly change, has changed compared to when I started saving to now is that FDs were the first go-to point for anybody who started earning back then. Today, you have FDs, mutual funds. Stock market is playing a big role in one's savings uh, directly or indirectly. Insurance is proliferating as well. And if we look at the composition of all these products I mentioned, uh, some of them are backended by the banking uh, giants themselves. It's not so much banks versus others kind of a scenario. So, in that sense, have banks caught on their own trap with with respect to deposits? In other words, are deposits getting cannibalized by other savings products today? Uh, which is why banks are finding it a little difficult to attract investors into uh, a fixed seven seven point two five kind of a return product today.
1: That would not be a right way to to look at it, is what I feel. Let's let's break it up into into, into two parts. You know, from a depositor point of view. Earlier, as you said, the only option was deposits or equities.
0: There was yeah. nothing in
1: between. Today, yes. uh, a depositor or a saver has an option. It could be yeah. banks, it could be mutual funds, it could be insurance, it could, you know, even the small savings uh, schemes yeah. of the government have picked up pretty strongly over the last few years. So the, from a saver or a depositor point of view, it's 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 a, it's a lot of options you know yes it's of course it's going to be a challenge for all the uh, you know banks or insurance companies you have to compete with each other to to mobilize the funds so that is definitely one side of the of the point the other mm-hmm. side of the coin which one also needs to look at it is once these insurance companies mutual funds small savings if they raise these deposits where do they park it they, they have to There's give it back either to the government or to the corporate or invest in bonds so, to an extent, you know, the uh, growth in the AUM of these non-bank entities also bodes well for the economy at large because you now you have more number of players who are able to to possibly take a participate in the growth story by by lending or investing on the on the asset side. This entirely risk is only borne by the banks. One can definitely argue that other than banks, most of the other investors prefer more safer asset classes or government securities but still Thanks. you know it at least still helps in in terms of the overall growth for uh, for the country as far as economic development is concerned so from Thanks. that point of view it's 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 a good thing but your point is is well taken that uh, yes today banks do have to to fight with these other uh, products to to mobilize deposits and uh, again the the last Budget, you know, we we've seen a sharp yes into mutual funds and insurance and in, in Q four, more specifically in the month of March, because yeah. of changes in the tax rules. Yes. So uh, you know now with with those changes being implemented, it's again, uh, while it's difficult to quantify, but again it's marginally positive for the banking sector only. I right. mean, uh, you know, from mutual funds, from insurance, at least some of the money would, would come back to the banks as deposits. So it's always gonna be an interplay of, you know, various changes in regulations and in market dynamics. So it you could have a certain phase where, you know, it, it makes more sense to put money in in uh, in mutual funds and in insurance at times in, in, in bank deposits. But today the the bank deposits or the banking AUM is significantly larger than the overall AUM of, of other products. So it still remains yeah banks would to still remain a fairly fairly important and a large constituent of any individual's uh, savings portfolio
0: about five years back banks were taking a lot of pride in saying that you know we're not a deposit uh, dependent uh, entity any longer we are also broad basing our uh, liability side and there was a rush for wholesale uh, uh, liability products uh, they were di- dipping deep into bonds and uh, instruments like that. That philosophy has, to a large extent, changed today. Uh, banks which were wholesale funded, heavily wholesale funded, are also now shifting to deposits. Now, the shift we've seen in the last five years, do you think that this is here to stay? India will remain, a, or rather Indian banking will remain a depositors-based or a depositors-linked lending in a platform for the future.
1: Banking system in India depends heavily, heavily on, on depositors. If you were to look at yes. the balance sheet, any bank, you know, out of a hundred rupee uh, liability side, more often than not, you would have about 80, 85 rupees as deposits. So, so that right. structure is not materially going to, to change. Mm. What you said in the past that there was a, a rush for bonds was on, on a couple of reasons. That was a phase where, where banks were chasing growth. And okay. in a phase where you are chasing growth, you know, retail deposit mobilization happens slowly. It, it, it's not something which you can just, you know, switch on and switch off immediately. So to chase growth during that period, banks have to mobilize funding. So, so they used either certificates of deposits big time or they they resorted to bonds to fund that growth phase. Banking sector, you don't have too many choices to raise other kind of funds. You have infrastructure bonds that you can raise or you have yeah. tier one, tier two bonds. You know, you, you don't, banks in India can't issue just general purpose bonds like bonds. what the global banks can do. Yes. So till the time that regulation changes, we will always remain heavily, heavily dependent on uh, on deposits. Last few years, the the tract has changed from wholesale deposits to, uh, to mm. retail deposits. That's again mm. actually driven by the fact that uh, banks have been going slow. If you really exclude FY23 and possibly later half of FY22, you know, the, the banking system growth was also fairly muted. So when you're growing at single digits, you don't need to push on mm. the pedal to, to mobilize deposits. There was a, a huge, a long period where, where banks went slow on these wholesale or, or high cost deposits. Consequently, today we are witnessing a scenario where you know, mm. CASA uh, rate or CASA proportion of banks have got significantly bolstered. Many mm. mm. of them are at that possibly lifetime highs for, for almost a year now. So, so <laughs> our own expectation possibly given that the the difference between a term deposit and a savings rate has widened significantly in the recent past. We, we could see some correction on that over the course of FY24. Why do I need to put money at, at 3, 3.5% three savings when... I can easily park something at seven percent for a year in in the same bank. So sure. I'm not, at least part of my money I can do it, if not whole. So Absolutely. to that extent, we can we may definitely see some shift from from savings to to term deposits. But right. uh, the 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 focus on retail deposits, we we guess would would continue uh, for for some time now.
0: Thank you so much for that, and that was a very optimistic chat as as a listener and as a depositor. Uh, hope to connect again with you too soon. Hope you enjoyed that one, and you did feel a little satisfied that this year your hard work is worth all the savings. Meet you yet again a fortnight later with one another very interesting topic. Hopefully that would touch all our wallets once again.